1: One year ago today, I think you actually said that, Miggy. Yeah, uh, shit, huh? Yeah, I mean that it's it's our one year anniversary. Can you believe it? it's already been a year? Yeah, and we
2: started on Google Hangouts.
1: We started on Google Hangouts. Uh, so thanks for joining us on our first anniversary of uh, Cannabis Legalization News podcast, which is not really what it was a whole year ago. Um,
2: well. well I mean, we're still just two guys trying to save the world.
1: Yeah, you know, two guys saving the world. The hard part about saving the world is it just doesn't like to stay saved, and then you have yeah. to do something else.
2: Well, so I, I, how honestly, many of these shows have we done now?
1: So, like, this is this is kind of like our little rolodex. Yeah, and it and it goes, and then um, you know, it's if we go all the way back and crank it all the way, all the way back, you can get to our first show, which was back on not even april 3rd oh, i have to crank it back one more because like we've done this like you know every week so well, and also
2: remember when we first started doing it it was on our phones too
1: yeah i think that was exactly what you're doing right here so what we need to do is we need to actually probably like i don't know we should we should play on this just to see how terrible we were a year ago yeah let's cringe yeah Yeah,
0: it's Look young right. you look. Yeah. You guys <laughs> are all
1: doing well. Oh, yeah. And I was listening to that. Okay. Well, the problem now is I don't know where I am. Well, there I am.
2: You got too many tabs, right bro. Yeah. Is one of those tabs Pornhub? Like, that's right, man. Yeah. And then
1: I was able to bring on Miggy. <laughs> Work our glitches through. Because, like, we had to do... Uh, what was it? It was... Um,
2: So that was and, Google Hangouts. And notice the old vertical with mine.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, But then the Google Hangouts was, like, this stuff you can do, like, split screens and all that other stuff. And so we did this for about six months. And then in August, Google was like, we're done. Yeah. And then Stream, you didn't extract the done. audio
2: back then, right? We weren't exactly podcasting. No, we didn't
1: start doing the podcast version where we strip it down. And then we do the podcast until very very recently I want to say that was maybe like in April or something and then I reverse did it so like all, I brought them all the way back up from since February so like they're all on that podcast and so will this one be but um, yeah that's uh, that came later and then both of those go onto the web pages that we make for our um, SEO products I mean like this this one won't be very big for the SEO product. this is just mostly like hey let's celebrate ourselves I can't believe we made it a year
2: well, and I think our Sunday shows in general, because of the activism side of things, right. there's always gonna be um, low numbers no matter what. But well, one of us is always gonna be reporting from weed. Well, that's uh, true. No, I
1: mean, that's the thing. Like, uh, I mean, it's still not perfect. Uh, Miggy was trying to like run his stuff so he'd be reporting from weed, and then it just stopped working.
2: So now it looks like I'm from my mom's basement.
1: Miggy reporting from his mom's basement. Uh, why don't you why don't you bring us up to, to speed on news? I mean we, well, I already shared, you know this this gem right here. If you guys want to see it, we'll put this one back in the comments. But you know, February sixth of nineteen, only two hundred fifty four views, which is eh, not our best.
2: It's not no, our best. Well, it's still not the worst. Uh, it's <laughs> not. No, it it may actually be one actually, of actually. Yeah, you're right. Um, well, you know, uh, in sad news, DJ Subcool just passed away. Oh, man, who is that? DJ Subcool was one of the forefront of uh, Americans who were uh, uh, selling seed genetics, like legit uh, in medical days. And I didn't realize he was from Seattle. Uh, that one blew my mind, or else I would have tried to reach out to him. But uh,
1: so this dude that was like sick on genetics was from Seattle and you didn't even know he was there.
2: Yeah, it's kind of weird. Well, there's a lot of uh, uh, old school communities out here um, up in the islands, the Vashon community uh uh-huh. Um, you know, back in a day in the nineties, uh the Northwest was the uh the Emerald Triangle of its own kind, you know, with Canada. Well, yeah,
1: BC Bud, man. Mm-hmm. BC yeah. Bud. So and then like that whole well, you know mad genetics had been going through between Vancouver and Mendo. Well, for and decades. Decades. the for land race.
2: Yeah. I mean, these guys were, were actually true to heart, uh, like what it would be word, like arborists or
1: Arborists, uh, you mean the uh, agronomist? Well, you know, I have, I have a master a botanist. in uh, botanist, right? So, yeah, I have all passion. Those plant knowledges, yeah, all of them. I mean, not, that's just... not just the plant knowledge, but also the plant knowledge of like how to make it an agriculture.
2: We also have magic mushrooms out here,
1: too. Cycle I hear cycle the next forefront, according to uh, Destin Robinson, Mr. Florida. I'm sorry, Mr. Cannabis Law, the, the Florida cannabis lawyer that was on last week, and so. Uh cannabis legalization news in like seven more years might have the cyclobin legalization corner. I mean, that was a pretty interesting thing that I I one of my friends is called Dan. Let's see if we can have him on the show because he started like a lot of companies, and uh he, he can talk about like boards and how you put them together for your team, which I'm like, Well, that's fascinating. We should we should have that type of discussion so that people can understand from a conceptual like standpoint who they need on their team when they're putting their cannabis uh, business into order so that it has like you know a, a higher likelihood of being licensed and then also of operating correctly.
2: Well, I think you know who should have that something like that is Medmen. Medmen. Uh, why is that? Well you know their CEO just stepped down. Uh, uh, they've been reconfiguring their their top people right and, and, I, and I think a lot of that you know uh, you have a big company that raised a lot of capital off of nothing off of a uh, uh, just their word. The real estate play. huh
1: the real estate play
2: yeah i i'm just i don't it's, know it's, a, of...
1: it's an ingenious real estate play i'm not going to lie like you know i, I want to like do pieces on this show about like how we should do that medmen real estate play just From taking the math of how uh, real estate gets zoned for these particular areas and then building out the particular type of facility that you need. And then knowing that the license holder needs that that piece of real estate, but also that knowing that the uh, the person that has that real estate, uh, they can usually more easily get a loan. Uh, Than the person that is holding the cannabis license, so you'll see this this uh, bifurcation of a holding versus just a license holding, uh, and it's it's fascinating crap that's uh, going on in the industry. And by fascinating crap, I mean like you know exceedingly hyper tactical, boring uh, corporate uh, law. But if that's what you do for a living, and that you find that kind of exciting, well, it's it's pretty exciting.
2: Well, do you think so? The MedMen situation, you you say it's real estate, so. I mean, that was their equity, right? That was their actual physical. They didn't have any farm. Well,
1: it's a leveraged place. So I thought what they were trying to do is figure out where they could actually locate the best dispensaries and cultivation facilities. Maybe not necessarily on the cultivation side, mostly on the retail side, where they were going to try to create a brand experience yeah. for going to their dispensary. And their dispensary would have certain elegance and, and crap. And then, again, it gets back down to, like, well, where can you have that location That is going to be the most beneficial for your dispensary it's going to make it the most profitable or like where can you have that location for your uh, farm where it's going to be the the best situated to have transportation of its product and then also low cost of development of that product
2: because honestly i just don't understand how their business model accrued so much money without having a profit i mean we all understand cannabis Well, if you plan. just
1: raise capital i mean like that's the whole thing about startups if you just raise capital and burn yeah. money but you're raising more capital well then you're just burning some more money and then you can go raise some more capital and then when you can no longer do that or like if you're using it as a real estate place so you have debt when you can no longer service your debt and and, and raise anymore it can collapse um didn't you have a story this week you wanted yeah. to share about this or something like this?
2: So this one's in Washington, um, 4, 4.85 million Ponzi scheme. Uh, from what I know, this farm was up North. The, the one who was licensee or person in associated Washington state. And, uh, uh you know, the story goes, um, there was two or three different companies. If you read the article, we'll, we'll post it in our comments, but, uh, it talks about, uh, uh, how they leveraged, got more money, and then with that money they were buying yachts and trips. And I, I mean, the, yachts, they weren't trips, spending wisely. They were
1: just—they were being as flagrantly flouting their ill-gotten gains as they could. Yeah. Like, now we should probably keep a keep a lid on this money. I'm gonna go buy the most ridiculous coat you've ever seen and a Maserati.
2: Yeah. Yeah, let's not store this for future, uh, 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 you know. Let's not try to investment. avoid
1: yeah, anybody who might be trying to uh, bust us. Let's just, let's go for the gusto here. Speaking of going for the gusto, let's talk about what happened over the past year. Uh, oh. So when we started 365 days ago, basically we had like no subscribers. So uh, I think how many do we have? Like we had two. No, we didn't. But uh, we did actually have about 250 Somewhere in there, and then this this big pop right there. You see that one, that big spike? Yeah. All right. You know what that was? Was that Keith? I that. No, no. Keith was like over here somewhere. Oh, that cool. Big spike that was there was more along the lines of um, us using timing about uh, stuff that was in the news. That was when the MORE Act passed, and I very quickly did something about the MORE Act. So anytime that there's anything that goes on in the news, especially at a federal level, about cannabis, we need to like hop on real quick and do whatever that thing was. And so that brings us to tonight's um, next scripted thing, hopefully will be published within a week, would be can Bernie Sanders legalize cannabis by executive order within 50 days you saw that article right yeah yeah and i would i would hope so yes but like i don't know i mean i i didn't think that's how uh, i didn't think the executive authority went that far and so it would be really good but it would be good it would be a good episode of like cannabis legalization news one of those things that i could record and explain that shit so that you'd be like all right well isn't gonna happen can it happen but then after trump you can just do whatever the fuck you want. What's so that long as you're not convicted by the Senate, you're fine, right?
2: At this point, the executive branch has proven that it is the king, uh, uh the monarchy. The it is.
1: It is the king. If you have fifty-one votes in the Senate, it is a monarchy. It, At, it, well, not a monarchy, but like, you know, but the branches.
2: There's, there's no, but okay. Yeah, to all,
1: it's a kingdom, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, but to all, uh, uh, to America's credit, dude. Like, um, you know, I've always been doubtful on politics and all that stuff. But the fact that this shit got flagged. And made it to the House of Representatives. And there was semi checks and balances, right? We're not going to say full checks, but just semi. Yeah. You know, not all press is good press, especially no. when it's, there's truth behind it. So,
1: no, it's, it's not. But um, I thought it was pretty cool that in a year of just us uh, chit chatting and yammering and then interviewing people about their cannabis companies or their cannabis activism stories, that we were able to grow like 10 times. Like, so from about, 2,700 no i'm sorry 270 subscribers to 2,700 subscribers in a year
2: yeah and with uh we're really good we can get to 20k this year
1: oh let's let's hope that's that's one of my goals that was one of the things that we were talking with uh that dan guy uh that i'd like to have on the show about how he he had some idea for bringing on some type of board which would create some type of uh advertising revenue and then we'd be able to run like way more shows on this so like because the thing is this channel is here like we're just we just happen to be streaming on it right now yeah but like one of my all-time favorite movies is uhf and um and so like in uhf weird al gets a television network from his uncle for some stupid reason and uh and and then he he develops that into the number one channel like you know in, in the in the area yeah but um so uh, we might just be running like three times the content we're running in a year, just man, so man. that we get more and more subscribers because like this, this Sunday episodes are usually supposed to be our activism ones. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then like we have our business episodes like on Wednesdays, but we haven't really branded them as well as we could. And can be like their own particular content. And then we just create more brands off that. So our, our broadcast, you know, schedule gets uh, a little bit more complex and that allows you cause think about every, like we have all these guests on because they have networks as well. Yeah. And so then when we're on, when they're on our show, they get to ex, you know get exposed to a new network. And so do we, uh, we which know. is great.
2: Remember when we first started this, uh, you were just like, Hey, let's just shoot the shit. And then, you know, I was yeah. just like, well, the only thing I know about having a channel is consistency, right? Like yeah. shot, we shot for every Wednesday at lunch. For the just the main shit, and then we did, uh, and I really do like enjoying, I like hum- highlighting the business side of things on Wednesdays. You know, I think that's a great aspect to us as far as, uh, you yeah. know, there's so much more to this, uh, industry, besides no, so
1: much more to the industry. And you should have seen it yesterday out at the Chicago, uh, where was this? This was at UIC, the UIC forum, they had the cannabis fair, uh, and then the mayor was there. And this is so these are some of the the three pillars of uh, three ladies of Illinois Cannabis. Oh, the uh, mayor. Lightfoot, Wanda James and uh, state rep Kelly Cassidy. So they were all there. And it was just a wonderful, amazing um, vision for the cannabis culture and uh, community and also uh, the commercial networks that are going to be coming. And so like next week, though, uh, we're going to be downstate. And so uh, please do join me downstate next week in Peoria over at the uh, ICC. It's Illinois Central College. And so uh, Jahan Gordon, another one of the ladies of uh, Illinois Cannabis, the downstate one. uh, She has the C3 Cannabis Expo, and that's for cannabis expungement, entrepreneurship and education. And then uh, also uh, the Grow Trust, which is one of my clients that's applying for their um, craft grow license. Uh, nice. in in the peoria area uh, they're also having uh, an event and so come on down and and say hi which which you know
2: i'd enjoy that the events are where it's at i mean that's gonna be a new networking you know uh, we used to meet behind in alleys and now we shake hands at in conferences and
1: oh man yeah that's the thing like uh events are a business unto themselves did you know that like oh yeah, it, 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 a business?
2: It, it's the evolving uh part of the the industry i've seen out here because hmm. hey, like
1: my <laughs> my one of my childhood uh chums dave chanowski he actually had an event it was a job fair style event for veterans because you know, he went to west point uh when he's my age so he graduated from west point in like oh two and then uh when he came back from service uh he started a company about uh job fairs for veterans and parlayed that into getting bought out and you know just
2: the, well we have one here uh the magazine uh marijuana adventure or marijuana uh, venture marijuana venture and M- M- mj i think there's some out there probably you'll, you'll see them. they're national but uh they do a, a, a tech type uh, meetup here where uh people sign up they come to the event and then they rotate every like 10 minutes uh per table and then of course sponsors and all that shit so yeah that that is definitely the new way to get around um shoot man there was so much to talk about today uh Pull some up,
1: man, because like um, I'm just sitting here. I mean, I already plugged the stuff that I'm going to plug. Hang on one second. You pull hey. some up. I'm going to plug this again. Yeah, Don't yeah. forget to come out to Peoria uh, Saturday, February the 8th. Come see me. Uh, Miggy. unfortunately, you're not going to be able to be there. He will be in Seattle. But you can come see me, and then we will be able to talk all about uh, these new cannabis laws and the types of business opportunities that are going to be available to the people of Illinois. Uh, and it's 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 going to be great. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Jahan. She's going to put together some uh, some panel discussions so that we can explain how the uh, uh, the expungement, the entrepreneurship, and the education work. And then uh, we're also going to be talking about. Uh, the grow trust vision for bringing it's, it's a really cool brand. Have you ever heard of alien labs? No, not, not here in Washington. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about all these brands, you know, they're usually fairly uh, state centric,
2: you know? Hey, um, so, uh, as, as it sticks in my mind real quick, uh, the reason why I brought up mad men earlier too, because as we were talking about your social, social equity part of things, right. Um, what occurred to me, part of the failing of this company, all these companies that are really big buyers, really big, you know, flexing this million dollar, I just raised whatever money. Uh-huh. What are you doing for the rest of the people? What are you doing for the culture that actually... Well, right? that's
1: the thing. Like when you're doing it like as a as a real estate play, or even like any cannabis evidently just chews up money. And so when I'm talking to my clients, you know, for when they want to get in for like uh, what type of grow they want to build, I'm like, you're doing light depth, you're doing outdoor... I mean, I'm sorry, outdoor is not an option. You're doing light depth, you're doing this traditional straight up indoor... And if you're doing traditional straight up indoor, what type of rig you're running? And um, so, you know, it it depends. I mean, it's it's it is something else, man.
2: Yeah, but I just think these these big boys should have a department solely devoted to just like their accountability towards how they're helping those who suffering are suffering presently. That's that new capitalism
1: stuff that we were talking about, you know, and then it's not just in the uh, this CEO roundtable. It's also in the state of Illinois um, and only Illinois has really built it into their law,
2: uh, it, for know, social also...
1: justice and social equity. Like all the other States, they say, do this and you'll get points. It's not required,
2: but you know, it, this, this is also very American. So, you know, our, our guest Glenn that we had on, it was rated right in Ohio. Yes. So he shared a post this morning or yesterday. I don't know, but I reshared it. And, uh, he's very frustrated because you know, the guy who led a joint up in court has a GoFundMe and already raised 6k.
1: Yeah, because they charged him with more things. You see, the, there's something that the courts... Um, I realize that he's trying to protest, but the yeah. courts demand respect. That's what it is. And so like yeah. if you wanted to protest, the time to protest wasn't in front of the judge unless he wanted to get reprimanded like this for what she believes is you know disrespect. The time to protest was probably like being led out of the prison and sparked up a joint and said, see the hypocrisy then. Because yeah. she's already ruled, she's probably not going to be like, five years, bang, you know?
2: Well, the judge even said, because I, I don't know if you heard the audio, because the guy tried to, like, hey, judge, we're not, you know, we deserve better. Right. And the judge is like, look, I don't make the laws, I just enforce them, which was kind of a bullshit little out for, for a judge, because it isn't that's That is, no, that all...
1: is, that is that's, that's, that's that's why, like, unconstitutional laws stay on the books for so long. Their job is to in, in, say what the law says and enforce it. That's it.
2: Yeah, no, it's yeah. I get it, but it's kind of like this shit that, that happened today. Breaking news with the goddamn hearing. I'll just uh, share a
1: screen with that one. This was I've already gotten through my uh my deck.
2: Yeah, no, Breaking guys. news. Oh, here it is. So on C-SPAN, there's a uh, the federal marijuana policy. Uh, this committee, the um, House and Energy Commerce Subcommittee, and on health. Like, mm-hmm. why is? I mean, I understand commerce as far as uh, um. You know it's going to be in the market. There's going to be people buying uh, this product, but um, I just it puzzles me. So I haven't had a chance to watch this. I just saw this this morning on the way to the bus, but I really can't wait to watch it because there's what's the gist of it? What who happened and what did they do? So it's just testimony right now from the FDA, DEA, and uh, and they're talking about the compounds and products of cannabis and the side effects. I so...
1: like how it's it's 2020. And they're finally talking about what is this cannabis stuff? It's like they forget what happened back in. uh, And let's get historical on your asses. So like uh, back in in 1969, and if you want to see more than that, we'll we'll give one of these away. And I'm not going to do that right now. The green screen. But back in 1969, cannabis was legal at a federal level for a few months after the United States versus Timothy Leary or I think it was Leary versus the United States. He sued them might have been a cross suit. Anyway, uh, so uh, there was no federal cannabis policy. And that, of course, led to Dick Nixon's war on drugs and also the Controlled Substances Act. And to you get the Controlled Substances Act with marijuana, you know, with an H defined right next to heroin in, in Schedule 1, they had to add a, a Part F to the Controlled Substances Act that says they are going to study it to see where it needs to be specifically under the five schedules of the controlled substances act. And you know what it found in 1972, the Schaefer commission came out, they published a study because they actually, it was part of the law. That's why the Democrats voted for it. So they got the study back and they said it never should have been included in the law and it should be descheduled or decriminalized.
2: Schaefer commission, right?
1: Yeah, right. Schaefer commission and it should be decriminalized. And then you know what happened,
2: right? Uh, then, uh, was it Carter, right? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. But during nothing. Carter's years. <laughs> but let's, but you, you skipped another report. What and 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 happened now,
1: now? Like 50 years later. Is it
2: 50? Yeah. 50 years later. Now they're
1: still doing the studies. They're like, so yeah. we're still studying this. Didn't we study this 50 years ago with the Schaefer no. commission? And they said, no.
2: What about the LaGuardia report?
1: Oh, the LaGuardia report. Twice. The Schaefer report and- from the forties. Twice. And then then, how many times do the people that don't support cannabis say, what do we need more of? We need more. What, prisoners, slaves? No, that's what they want. What do they say? They always say, we need more oh, research, studies. we need more studies. We don't yeah. know. We need more research, we need more studies. And it's not like, wait a second, what about the LaGuardia report? What yeah. about the Schaefer report? How many more effing studies do you need? Do you need a study every 10 years? You know, a- Seriously. No, apparently every 40 every 40 years we
2: need a new study every 40 years i'm so, sorry uh, wobble after, after asked, what i was doing <laughs> wobble asked um, uh, did you see there's a uh, illegal cannabis dispensary Ill- illegal in gurney illinois
1: how is there an illegal well there's look anywhere where somebody's selling cannabis without a license in illinois is an illegal cannabis dispensary to be honest uh, an illegal cannabis dispensary is literally anybody selling weed without a license
2: so there's no medical uh, uh, taxed cannabis what's that there's no medical license then for you guys to have a store?
1: No. So, like, people are like, how many can caretakers grow? And I'm like, just read the statute. I've done posts on this. You know, you can go, you can Google that. You don't have to ask me. Uh, it's right there. It's five per household okay. with a patient in it. And then there's no anything about caretakers.
2: Oh. Nothing. So, everybody's still, um, like, even when you have your dispensary stores, those guys, when you guys are just medical, were pretty much just pushing the threshold right just, just testing limits
1: no the medical guys it was just they were basically adult use they're like peddling in eighths
2: okay but like th- would they like a limit of like you had to sign in only five people at a time or what was no. how did they work around that what do you mean i mean like there's oh. no caretakers there's no growing so you're you so you had no dispensaries then no,
1: we had only dispensaries. You had to go to a dispensary. The caretaker was just, they could go to the dispensary and buy for you if you're like really busted up and sick and you couldn't get out of your house.
2: Okay, but like, so you're, but you're saying all dispensaries were illegal.
1: No, no, all dispensaries were authorized by the statute. So like oh, they didn't okay. open up for a long time because Bruce Rauner really d- dry egg his heels because he didn't, it was Republican. He needed more research because he didn't believe all the other freaking decades of research and the patent that went off label. Which was great. Or, that was that was fun last last week. Or the eight patients. Or the eight patients. The world record. I love whenever I get to do a CLE, which is I can't. Uh, not it's not cannabis uh, education, but it's 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 uh, continuing legal education. Uh, And and whenever I get to do one of those where I get to reference the world record holder for joint smoked, Irv Rosenfeld, be great to get him on the show. I mean, if he's got the health to do it. But the reason why he's the world record holder is because what's hard to do in world records like I've smoked the most weed, like I've done the most cocaine. Right. How do you substantiate that record? Right. (laughs) He's got receipts. He's got receipts. They've been (laughs) mailing it every month. Three hundred joints a month, every month, and it's so you, awesome. know that. you know, like a hundred joints a month since nineteen eighty two. That's X joints. That's how yeah. many I smoked.
2: I heard they're not that good, too.
1: I've heard they're terrible. I've heard that they include seeds in them. They standardize uh, it to three point five percent THC. They so they probably have to use a lot of the other plant matter, like seeds and stems. Uh, I mean, they're just trying to poison. They're just still trying to find the harms. Because every time a study comes up, what do they not do?
2: Find it harmful.
1: Listen, they don't listen. <laughs> they just like, wait, you said what we didn't want to hear?
2: Yeah. Oh, can for sure.
1: Do that study again until we want to hear it.
2: Well, just like what the DA, uh, what is it? Their stature says that you can only look for the negative effects. Mm-hmm. Kind of bullshit that.
1: Wait, that's what we want to hear. We just yeah. want to hear the negative effects. Why do you only want to hear the negative effects? Our jobs depend on the negative effects.
2: Let me tell you negative effects. I got to pay fucking $40 eighths and fucking my $40
1: eighths. Are you <laughs> kidding? This, <laughs> is- Illinois, this is the land of $75 eighths.
2: Jesus Christ.
1: I mean, like I'm a medical patient. I get to get my eighths for $50 to $60. They get to get their eighths by, you know, add more. And so like 75, if you can find flour, if.
2: That's wild, dude. That is so wild. Man, man. I mean, it's definitely better than it was. It's just not the legalization we thought it was gonna be when we were fucking 18 and 20.
1: Well, that's why I keep telling them, like, and I was telling them yesterday at the uh, the cannabis um opportunity fair, whatever they call it. The they didn't call it a cannabis opportunity fair, they called it something cannabis resource fair. Mm. Resource opportunity, fairly similar, but at yeah. the cannabis resource fair, I'm like, look, guys. Let's really talk about federal uh, legalization track right now. Where do you think it's going this year? Do you really think the Safe Banking Act will pass this year after what happened to it three months ago? Yeah.
2: Well, and the good news, uh, the 10% thing's on a stall right now.
1: Oh, I'm glad that uh, they they finally came to their senses because that 3%, I'm sorry, the 10% stuff, I mean, the plant is 25%.
2: I don't they even try. know if they're gonna come to their senses. Like I it just worries me when something still uh, hangs in, in litigation. It doesn't just get dropped, you know? Like it just takes that one asshole, and be like, you know what? This was a good idea.
1: Yeah. No. And then they referenced that yesterday at the resource fair. I loved it. I love it when because like that's why we're here. We do a lot of the um it's not just talking. I mean, we don't just dab out. We do kind of like you know, make jokes about guys that are have YouTube channels that are really successful, and then sometimes they might just dab out. yeah like tuning in to watch them dab and um and ours is more along the lines of we're educating people and they dropped the 13th amendment thing and because like there's a lot of social equity and social justice in illinois's version and how like what is in the 13th amendment for slavery if you're a criminal you're you can be a slave and what happened with the drug war who was mostly arrested who was mostly incarcerated it's mostly minorities and then, and, and but even the white people that were arrested and incarcerated, they could also be a slave. So, like you know, this is the Thirteenth Amendment does. The, does the channel not end until the Thirteenth Thirteenth uh, Amendment is? Uh, 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 can you amend an amendment?
2: I don't. So here is the problem too. I think about the Thirteenth Amendment that will never change. Is you know originally it started out with the oppression of minorities because there was that predominant class. But I think now it's just evolved to classhood. Now it's just the really wealthy. Really enjoy cheap labor. They don't care who they're fucking over. Mm. <laughs> you,
1: know? you mean they don't want the union?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Or or just like how the Democrat Party split up right now and everybody's arguing at each other. You, you guys are fucking idiots or whoever is, you know, I, I really hate the two party system thing, but whatever.
1: Well, the, the, the problem is you're not going to have anything besides the two party system. If it's winner take all, if it's winner take all, you have to faction in such a way that you can have 51% coalition. And so, if you need 51% coalition to be able to to win, then you really need to be able to hit that 51%, and then you're going to get into a two party system. What was
2: that thing about the flower shortage? Uh, somebody blames the former state senator Pam Althoff for your guys' for your guys's shortage, but you know, I think also, did you see that article I sent you the other day where uh, some shop down south is opening doors to Wisconsin uh, patients? Or oh,
1: yeah. That's uh that's our Slack channel. Join our Slack channel, everybody. There's no way we're letting you <laughs> out. Well, maybe the really special people.
2: Ooh, let's, see, let's see if I can find it. Uh Oh, hey, ZigZag is stepping away from uh, Tobacco. Did you hear about that?
1: Flip that up on the screen. Me, uh,
2: yeah, because
1: right. ZigZag, the papers. And, like, I am going to go get my papers because you should see my papers.
2: Yeah, this guy. Check this out. So in this tweet, uh, this gentleman Michael Elkin talks about February six. Uh, Zigzag is stepping away now. Honestly, I always thought Jacques was smoking a joint. I I I mean, I get it; he was French and smoking a cigarette, but right. I always thought it was a joint.
1: Well, right, and then like you would always get the zi- and then what was the Afro man rap? Right, Colt forty five and two zigzags. Damn right. He didn't say. Two, and then the problem is uh, because wow, of the papers. green screen, but like I, it, I not two, but I like the uh, organic hemp connoisseur style raw, and then they come with little little tips. So you, you get to do the whole thing. It's, um, and I got a whole bunch of these from Amazon for cheap. So now I uh, I try to roll the longer joints. It's like the 100s. Remember, you ever smoke cigarettes? You shouldn't.
2: Uh, There's no. the longer
1: ones that are called I know,
2: I know you're talking about. Here is that article I was talking about. Missouri—that's who's allowed to come to your uh, medical cannabis now.
1: Yeah, Missouri's got a heck of a program that they have set up, and I am really looking forward to it because they went pretty big. They went bigger than Illinois did six Boy. years ago. So I am looking forward to Missouri just coming on with a bullet for their cannabis. And I mean, if any, any—if Missouri is the beginning of the South, uh, if the first Southern state to go legalization will definitely be Missouri.
2: Is Collinsville Southern Illinois though?
1: Yes, Collins, but the Collinsville gets closer to St. Louis, and so oh. it is. It is Southern Illinois. But I, with what I've seen coming out of Missouri, it was competitive bid. There was plenty of licenses available. Hope I haven't read their law. I haven't gotten into that yet. But yeah, after the fifteenth of March, when my when my clients have been put to the state, uh, and we have some time to like look at, at other states going on, Missouri is exciting. Uh, and so it's going to be, I mean, it's usually medical and then four or five years later, recreational. So Missouri is shaping up and that's another reason why, like when we're talking about, you know, sure. The, uh, the safe banking act's not going anywhere for 2020, uh, Missouri and other states, they're going to continue to come online, but, um, until you get like the majority of the states. And if Missouri's got like four or five years and Florida just punted to 2022, I mean, you're looking at schedule one marijuana for at least another three to five years.
2: At yeah. least just for the moons and the stars to align properly. Do you but you do you saw
1: like the, the amount of subscription spikes that we got when the Moore act or anything gets through in Congress? So we're going to get like 80,000 subscribers on the day that cannabis <laughs> legalizes. It's
2: going to be an amazing peak. Yeah. I like this one, dude. I think Kentucky could grow some great cannabis. Name one turtle.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck, Especially close. with what they've done. So, like, they tried to have this hemp thing come up, and then they just they they like kneecapped it with the total THC requirements at point three. It's pathetic.
2: Hey, and in, in uh, shocking news, um, Washington State law enforcement is against home grow.
1: Yeah, all law enforcement is against any home grow. The reason for that is money. Yeah, I just reach for to that. To that
2: to is money they so put a statement out.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they put out a statement, you know. I mean, like uh, the Macon County. Have you heard of Macon County, Illinois? Yes, uh, yeah, September. All right. That's where Decatur is. One of uh, Decatur's chief exports is crippling depression. Uh, the, another one of its chief exports is uh, political bigotry from uh, the 1930s. And oh. one of its leading benefactors, uh, the person who cuts the check to Det- uh, Decatur, the Detroit of Illinois, is um, uh, Howard Buffett, Warren Buffett's kid. Actually, funded uh, a, a, a an officer's salary for four years with uh, a donation of like half a million bucks. Jesus. And his his job is only to find cannabis related DUIs. And so one of my clients got popped by the Macon, because that's where Decatur is in that county in Illinois. The Macon County Sheriff's Office popped them for selling some beautiful, sun-kissed, organically grown hemp flower from Macomb, Illinois, unlike Macon County. But uh, they don't care. They don't give AF, man. I mean, they just were like, yeah, well, you could talk with the state's attorney. And
2: and then... What was it? Smell is that what got them?
1: Smell. They brought the dogs. And I'm like, you realize the dogs are smelling carophylline and ter- and pinene, right? They are not smelling THC. It's not this magic thing that dogs can smell. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, and then also they did the one touch test or something, like you know, their field test that is from nineteen sixty-three or whatever, and it cannot tell the the de- the, the determining line, and it, it's, it's the whole thing is. Do you really think that hemp companies have the chutzpah to just say like, "Here's our weed, go ahead and sell it"? Seriously? No, absolutely. I mean, they have to get a license. They have to grow that stuff, and then and then they cure it. They 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 put it, they weigh it, and then it's in a package that you can buy, and it's legal.
2: Well, I'm sure he has a CNA with it too, right? Of, of course, the COA, the, the certificate analysis
1: is referenced. it's has it's, been it's broadcast on every uh, their their Web page as well. And so the, all that stuff is just ridiculous that they would think that uh, in Illinois, because now like some because they're trying to sell it at gas stations and stuff. Yeah. They would think that uh, or a bodegas, you know, and they, they would think that people are being so brazen after the first of the year when marijuana or, or cannabis became legal to sell at a dispensary, if it has THC, well, they would just be like flouting the law, and now they're just stocking it in, in Quickie Mart shelves. No! That's that's industrial hemp. There's papers There's, for that. It's lawful. It's weird.
2: No, the whole thing's bullshit. I just read a re- uh, an article. I don't know if I can find it, but uh our fucking wonderful governing body, the Washington State uh, Liquor Control Board, blah, board. These the liquor mass- Control Board? Yeah. These motherfucking assholes. Uh, was it Washington... State cannabis and liquor control board. Um, but these guys, uh, there's a report about in the Boston uh paper uh, where they are referenced and uh, they're making claims that 35% of the purchases uh, done in wash state are being diverted. Whoops, hello. (laughs) So this is utterly ridiculous. Legal uh, weed didn't stop illegal deals, but see, I think real estate where is this arbitrary number coming from? Because my thinking is too, what are these guys? Let me see if I can zoom this fucker in.
1: Oops. Yeah. Oh. You have to hit the control plus wrong one, <laughs> wrong monitor <laughs> one year in. We still can't produce our own show, but that's all right. I mean, we'll, we'll have a full time produ- that will have blazing fast internet. We'll be like this thing that we want to talk about. And they'll yeah. just like, yeah.
2: <laughs> this thing I want to talk about this thing. Yeah. So this 2019 report, right, I'm just... here. here just hear me out here. Here we are,
1: a 2019 report for the Washington State Liquor and Cannabis Board. Diversion estimated as much as 35% of cannabis consumed in the state moves in illegal channels.
2: So hear me out here. What if these motherfuckers uh, uh, are just so ignorant that... Because, again, we've we've been fighting through medical, right? Uh, sure. Medical is clinging on a, a limb. It is... Uh, um, it's just almost not there. Uh, what if, though, it's not thirty five percent being diverted, but thirty five percent that's extra being consumed by high end users like myself. You know, well,
1: again, it, you just, they are. How are they making that thirty five percent number? Exactly. So much arbitrary bullshit. Yeah, but if you wanted to go buy some black market cannabis right now in Washington State, could you do it? Oh, for sure. So how much of the market of cannabis do you think is, we can call it black market. What do you, do you think we should call something besides black market? I like traditional market. You like traditional market? I like tax-free market. I like to call okay. it a tax-free
2: cannabis. Or capitalist.
1: No, no. Capitalism doesn't mean you don't get to not pay taxes. Yes. And especially when it comes to like cannabis or alcohol or tobacco. There, or I mean, and I think we should tax ammo. I mean, free you know, market? I'm going to get some some thumbs down for that, but free market, free market, <laughs> America, <laughs> America,
2: and the cannabis free market—it's still existent.
1: Uh, did will- you consider America when forming
2: that answer? I'm <laughs> just uh that traditional uh, uh, tax-free market will always, as, as long as because uh, Americans are lazy. goddammit. it, we want. They're not to raise- lazy.
1: I, I'm not lazy. I work all the goddamn time. Yeah. I, am, I am not thrilled about my next six weeks. I am probably going to have to like bust 200 hours a month. Easy. Uh, and so whatever that so be 300 hours between now and like my last application is submitted. And I'm like, okay, I uh, relax.
2: But after a 12 hour day, we sure do like to come home and we don't want to sit there and cure our cannabis or make our own alcohol. We want to sit there, pour it out of the glass, That's right? buy that pre-roll, I want,
1: yeah. Well, you want to buy the pre-roll. I want to buy that nice, dank nugget that you grind fresh. Oh, oh, oh! Let me fill time. And so, uh, one of the nice things about our channel is that it's uh, it's volunteer based. Uh, Miggy actually does this during his um, his lunch breaker when he has to come in on a Sunday, and uh, and sometimes he does have to work, um, but not me. I. I'm always working because uh, I'm my own boss. It's it's pretty neat. It's, it's literally, this is one of the reasons why I started this show was because I wanted to have something that I could market for myself so that I wouldn't be what often happens to a lot of attorneys. They become a commodity and that commodity is not, you can't differentiate it from somebody else and they suck at the internet. They absolutely do not understand the internet. So, I did this.
2: Oh, that's it. Later, check it out. What is that one? This one is from a grow called Volcana, uh, and they do really good grow uh, curing. Is what I'm impressed by. Uh, now, when they do
1: good curing, how does it taste?
2: Tastes divine, and and it's got that old school stickiness. You know, like when I want you.
1: I want you to interview that old school stickiness for just a bit. I got something that I need to share now too.
2: Yeah. Go, 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 go. I got you. <laughs> so anyways, this uh, is a uh, Dutch treat. It's a very lovely strain. Uh, it's coming in at 25.7%, I believe. Oh, yeah. Here, I got the paperwork right here. Oh, seven, 27.9%. So this is the idiot shit that our legislators in Washington want to uh, limit to 10%, but in concentrates. What the fuck kind of deal is that? Uh, but yeah, um, this is a lovely strain. a lovely grow. And this, this
1: is a, uh, oh, no. Oh, terrible. This is terrible. This the is weed terrible. Or weed. Um, well, this, this did not work for those of you listening at home, but it is a wonderful uh, guava gelato, I believe. And it's just, it's fantastic. And, and its cure is also very good. So uh, the flavor profile of well-cured cannabis, uh, maybe you fill some time on that for us. What do you think about the difference between well cured cannabis and poorly cured cannabis?
2: Oh man, it's a world of difference. Just like with flushing, you know, uh, some you you can have the best cannabis, but if you don't flush it right, you can still taste the whatever was still uh, the growth accelerants. Yeah, I mean the the plant you are what you eat, and in in this essence. Uh, you know, the, the towards the end of its days, the plant needs to get rid of all the toxins that it has. And, of course, cannabis doesn't have any toxins. But, I mean, as far as, like, metals, it flushes everything out of the system. Yeah. Then, once you cut it, there's different ways of curing, too. You know, I'm a traditional hanging it in the fucking wall in the dark in my uh, extra bedroom. But how do uh, you control for the humidity, then? I, I do uh, uh, circulation, air circulation. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's also, uh, uh, I've heard of people doing nitrogen interesting blasting with nitrogen so there's different methodologies to curing it um some even put it in an oven
1: i don't know um the flavor that i get from that stuff uh and then also from revolution cannabis uh it's a very sweet flavor and like so sometimes when it's when it's very very well cured like you get all the terp flavors and it really doesn't taste um you know, harsh or, or bitter or, or anything off. It, it's just as, uh, and then it almost tastes like it's flavored. Be it, there's like no flavoring in it. You know, it's just uh, all terpenes, fr- and- fresh ground, and then and a raw wrapper. So just uh, hemp-based paper, right. and it's delicious. So that gelato right there, I, I've twisted up some of it, and um, man, I almost just I just want to light it up right now. It's, it's just so just so tasty. You should, yeah.
2: you should, man. Raw is a you know not yeah. with papers, dude. Raw is definitely one of the best ones, too, when it comes to yep. your um, health, you know, because they are organic and all that stuff. Oh, the
1: uh, microphone kind of picks it up, too. That's hilarious. <laughs>
2: yeah. Once you go green screen, you don't go back. So,
1: uh, well, I'm kind of I mean, I'm I'm blaming myself a little bit for the green screen where it's like, why Why do I have green screen? But you don't have green screen.
2: I dude, That was weird, though, because remember, I did. It did. I thought it worked for a minute and then I turned it off. So I don't know. But uh, I don't know. So
1: if there's one thing that we should do to celebrate our one-year anniversary, it's talk to the audience. And as Car- Krusty the Crown- Clown once famously said, ah, that's always death.
2: <laughs> and so, uh,
1: you know, we can see where this is. Everybody, we had like 44 comments.
2: I love it. If it tastes like hey, leave it lay.
1: If it tastes <laughs> like hey, leave it lay. Words <laughs> of wisdom from the comments. There's one. Fun. You don't have any social equity component. You shouldn't even waste the time complying. That's correct, Josh. That is absolutely correct. And then to to explain that correctness, uh, we can talk about the 700 unique teams that applied for the 75 licenses for dispensing in cannabis. They applied 4,000 times, 4,000 times. Yeah. And so like those 75 teams are like trying to hack the system because they're allowed to have 10 licenses max and they applied 4,000 times the, the state of Illinois took home 10 million bucks easy. And so oh, we got to the spooky time of the, uh the, the, the interview. Uh, and so like uh, out of those 700 teams, 600 were uh, social equity. So huh. you know that they're going to be able to fill all the slots for social yeah. equity before they even grade the uh, non-social equity applicants. And so you really need social equity. If you want to put yourself in a position to win.
2: Seriously. We'll say hi to Nicholas Widger.
1: So that was that was for Josh Gillian. Thank you, Josh. Let's see, let's see, and then uh, more talking to the audience. What was this one? Uh, did you already own? Yeah, Kentucky can grow some great cannabis. Kentucky
2: bluegrass, right? Well, I think anywhere in the Midwest, it's all farm country, man. Those guys should be. I when I, when I used to live in Jersey. I had friends who, who, uh, visit family in the Midwest and I can only imagine the quality weed they got to smoke.
1: Yeah. Um, it is kind of nice. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not, I'm not upset with it, but, um, (laughs) what do you want to do this year, man? This year? Yeah. Well, well,
2: you know, I hope to just keep trying to plug that content. And then, you know, eventually if I can break away from, uh, you know, uh stepping away from the J job and make this a full time job for us to produce content one day. Well, that'd be the dream.
1: Well, um, you know, I can I can start putting together some revenue perspectives for you, but uh I, I've seen your overhead requirements and I'm like <laughs> Oh man.
2: But but we're we're real shit though. I'm just trying to keep my kid in college, so that's all I got right. going on.
1: <laughs> right. I mean I get it. And so like and I'm trying to like build my team and keep people employed, but then um it yeah. I don't know how fast it will grow, but I, it's just so weird from uh, like, I'm in a totally different place. And just despite the green screen uh, than it was. Uh, yeah. Some father and son tree trim tutorials.
2: No, I've seen them there. Uh, there's a, a father, and son growing. on YouTube. Great. Uh, uh, I
1: love it. We got to have those dudes on the show. That'd be great. Uh, yeah. I, that's, that's really adorable. And yeah, those types of channels are out there, um, which is really cool. Uh, but yeah, man, um, in, in the past year, just as far as it's going, as, as fast as it's gone. But, you know, maybe if we can get like another 100 X and then we have to figure out how we monetize your life, because like you got to have to monetize your life. Yeah, man, CBD was first isolated and discovered in 1940 by American scientists. And it's in the American Journal of Chemistry. Uh, oh, so let's pop that comment back up for the people that are still listening. Uh, so that who was that? So, yeah, Ilo. I'll go bis asks, do you guys know who or when CBD was discovered? And so, yeah, CBD was the first one isolated. And I want to say it was 1940. Uh, and then I've done content on that before. So if you need to uh, find out more about that, go to uh, cannabisindustrylawyer.com and then search uh, for CBD discovered, hopefully. And if it doesn't work, call us and tell us it doesn't work because then I'll just get my coders on it and be like, look, our search functionality is shit.
2: 1940, though, huh?
1: Yeah, it was the it was the first one discovered, and then it was finally prohibited, which is why Yelheim, I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce, or I cannot also remember uh, the guy, the Israelian, the Israelian, the Israeli scientist that discovered or isolated THC in 1964.
2: Rafael Melhem, him Melheim, <laughs> the grandfather well, of um,
1: Yeah, so he he, the one of the principal reasons that he he was the one who did it was because we banned it in 1937. So then we isolated it CBD in 1940, and then we knocked it out of the pharmacopeia in 1942. And then 22 years later in Israel, they isolated THC. It could have been done in America probably by 1950 or before, but fucking racist.
2: Yeah, did you see that uh, um uh, documentary that I shared uh, one of our shows and it was. Pretty cool because the following week somebody said, "Hey, thank you for recommending that sh- uh, that that documentary because uh, it's very informative on how uh, cannabinoid's been found, uh, especially from uh, Mechilim's perspective too." It's called The Scientist. Oh and yeah, and it's uh, it's a really interesting documentary because he, he actually tested uh, uh, some of their uh, the uh, they made a cake or cookies or some shit, and so. Uh, real life practice of scientific research they uh, uh uh took notes and and saw how everybody reacted to the when
1: scientists take notes when there's drugs involved <laughs> yeah. uh, but i like the yeah.
2: background that's pretty fancy
1: yeah hey, you know you gotta move things around and mix them up because not everybody listens some people hey, do which is kind of fun like i uh, when somebody's like wait it's a youtube channel i'm like You've only been listening to this,
2: <laughs> and we got somebody asking about that executive order we are talking about earlier.
1: Oh, that's right. I, like I said, you know, I was wondering if Bernie. And so this is from forty-seven six four zero seven one. Uh, I can't read it right now, but you want to put oh. that back up? Yeah, catch you, bro. All right. I was wondering if Bernie becomes prez, executive exec, executive order to legalize for all fifty states. What would like Georgia do about it, and the other states? And so stay tuned. Smash the likes and subscribes if you're watching this at at minute 53 you probably already have um and and that's going to be one of our next um actual uh junket penises pieces of content where we do the cannabis industry lawyer uh branding on it so we'll research that and then we'll report awesome yeah man so uh, what about you who do you think in the super bowl
2: oh shit dude i, I really don't give <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 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 team commercial team commercial
1: I uh I was gonna be rooting for San Francisco for no good reason. But then uh Lauren actually reminded me that uh the Kansas City Chiefs have the first uh female oh, lesbian right. coach on their on their roster or on their staff, and so uh, go Chiefs.
2: Yeah, yeah, let's see that. Let's support the the woman shit. Heck yeah, man. And
1: then <laughs> Don't forget to tune in on Wednesday. Hopefully on Wednesday, we'll have a guest because
0: it'll be